Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Physically, mentally, financially, spiritually, I say be healed, be made whole right now in the name of Jesus. For God, you sent your word. And you have healed us and you have delivered us from our destruction on today. And I thank you, Father, that we owe no man nothing but to love him on today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Open your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 24, please. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 24. And let's hear what the word of the Lord has to say unto his people on today. Jeremiah 7. Chapter 24. And when we get there, let us say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but followed the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts and went backwards and not forward. Let me read it again. Yet they did not obey. Or incline their ear, but follow the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts and went backward and not forward. You may be seated. I want to talk about today the church is backwards. And I want, Kweesha, come up here for a second. Face forward. Do anybody see anything wrong with Kweesha this morning? Excuse me? Okay, if she got her shirt on backwards, would you tell her her shirt is on backwards or would you say this is the norm? Some of you say you would tell her. But I believe some of you would say that's what everybody's doing now. So it's nothing wrong with it. How, do we hear this? Some people would say, Quisha, did you know your shirt is on backwards? Some people would say nothing. Because they say that's what they're doing now. Thank you, Christian. So this is what we want to talk about. As I was before the Lord and um, I was asking the Lord, okay, Lord, last week we talked about the church need to wake up. The church is asleep. He was saying the church need to wake up. So we went through the church need to wake up because it's things that are happening around us that we're not paying attention to. We're paying attention to more of the things of, you know, what the world is doing instead of paying attention to the things that God say would happen before his return. So we went over deception and we stayed on that for a while because deception is all around us. People are saying things that are not true. And the only way you will know that those things are true or not 
is you have to be in the word of God. You have to know what the word of God is saying for yourself. Even when I'm teaching you the word or the Sunday school teachers are teaching you the word, whoever is teaching you the word, even when you're listening to a song or whatever you're listening to that's supposed to represent who God is and who you are in him, you will not be able to know it unless you've been in it. And the only way that you can um, be free is to know the truth and the truth will set you free. But if you don't know what truth is saying, you will fall for anything and everything. Let me say this again. If you don't know what truth is saying, his word is truth. If you don't know what truth is saying, you will fall for anything and everything. And there's, lot, there's a lot of people in the church. We are the church. This is a building that we come into the fellowship. But there's a lot of people, church people, who are doing things opposite to what the word of God is saying. And they're saying it's okay. But we have to understand what's okay and what's not okay. Because if we're representing our heavenly father, we want to represent him to the point that he's so glorified that people know who we belong to. People know who we are with. We got so many born again, or can I say people that say they are born again, but they're living outside of who they say they are. Now I can give you a little bit of room because when we become born again, we do have to go and renew our minds on a daily basis. When we renew our minds on a daily basis, the Bible said, be not conformed to this world. It means don't be adapted. Don't be shaped into the mold of this world. See, if you're in the word of God, like you need to be in the word of God, you're not going to be shaped. You're not going to be molded into the things that the world is doing. And, and then it says, but be ye. See, God is telling you how he wants you to be. But be ye transformed. That means change. How am I going to be transformed and changed? See, my spirit has already been born again. The spirit part of me, that's the part of me that's the real me that got born again. But my soul, which is my mind, my will, and my emotions, that's a daily walk. Every day I have to line my mind up with the things of God. That's the renewing of the mind. That's where the change come in at so I can connect with the spirit so I can live according to who I am now that I'm in Christ. And then it says, then you will be able to know, you will be able to prove what the good and acceptable will of God is for your life. If you don't get into the word of God, the word of life, you will not know who you are now that you in Christ. The Bible says, therefore, if a man be in Christ, you got to be in Christ to become a new creation. This is the only way you're going to become a new creation in your spirit. Then it says, old things have passed away, but people supposed to behold the new thing that has come forth in your life. And the only way that they can behold the new you where God can be glorified, if you're coming into alignment with the word, if you're looking into the mirror, which is the word of God, and the mirror is going to show you who you are now that you're in Christ. And everything that you used to do, when you truly accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, everything that you used to do, you don't want to do no more. 
You don't want to go to the places you went to before. You're not talking like you used to talk before. You're not letting no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. The things that's coming out of your mouth should be edifying to the ones that are around you. And this is how you truly know I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Because it doesn't bother me to hold a conversation no more where I'm not cussing like I used to. Or when I cuss, I catch myself and say, that's not who I am. That's not who I belong to. That's corrupt communication. So that's how you know that you're truly born again because you cringe when things are around you that's not right. And it gets to the point you become so spiritually angry that you're saying, God, this is not right. And the love of God that's in you, that's shed abroad in your heart through the Holy Ghost, you want everybody to have what you have. You want everybody to have that life that you have now that you have in Christ. You want them to have eternal life that even when they die and they see a body, you're not dead. You're still alive because you're in him because you have everlasting life. Come on, when you spend time with God and the Father. You want people to have what you have. You don't want people to die in their sins. So we talked about it's time for the church to wake up. But then as I was sitting there, I said, okay, God, I'm going to move forward with something else that I thought that I was going to teach on. But God said, "Uh uh-uh. He said, I want you to tell the church that they are backwards, that they are living backward lives. When you um, are going backwards, that means that you're not moving forward. So anytime that God has freed us from something, God wants us to move forward. He don't want us to go back into the place that we were in. So when you catch yourself going back to that place, you say, no, that's not me. And then you keep it moving. But some of us are still living in that place because we want to be like somebody else. Or we want to have friends. And this is why it's a split in the church. The reason why it's a split in the church and it's division in the church is because you have some in the word. Then you have some out of the word. Then when those that are in the word is telling um, those that are not in the word what truth is, they get mad and saying, you're too holy. I'm talking about church folk. Now, I'm not talking about the world. Because we, we heard my um, daddy always say, you know, everything is backwards. The world, you can see them being backwards. But the church shouldn't be like the world backwards. We should be doing totally opposite to what the world is doing. We don't intertwine with what they're doing. We don't go along with what they're doing just because government says it's okay. If the word of God says it's not okay, it's not okay. You don't go along with government government because you want something from them. I'm going to say it again. We don't go along with government because we want something from them. The things that the world is doing, we don't have to go along with it. That don't mean we hate them. That means we show God's love by telling them. This is not how it's supposed to be. We don't agree with what they're doing. But we share with them the way that God would have for it to be. But the church now is so backwards 
That they rather be friends with the world, lovers of the world, than lovers of God. God say, if you love the world, that means that you are an enemy with God. And some of us say, I ain't loving the world, but if you agree with what the world is doing and you're saying, well, it's okay for this one, for two males to be together. Well, if that's what they choose, that's on them because they made the choice. But it's not for you to agree with what they're doing and hanging around with them and laughing and talking with them like this is a new era. No. If that's what you choose, that's your choice. Because God give all of us choices. But it's up to us as the new creations. As the ones that are born again in him to tell them the truth so they will know the truth and the truth will make them free. Now, once you tell them the truth, then it's time for you to leave them alone. You can't save them. What saved them was Jesus Christ and you only giving them the way into eternal life. And the only way is through Jesus Christ. And see, the problem is the church have gotten so backwards that they're settling for everything that man say because it's a lie. If you don't know the lie from the truth, you're going to settle for that lie. And this is why God put leaders that are after his own heart to tell you the truth. No matter how much people hurt the leader, the leader is going to bring you the truth and take all the hurt because they do not want you to die in your sins. Nobody that's leading you will let you wear your shirt backwards and say, it's okay. That's what they're doing today. But that's not what we do now that we're in Christ. Somebody say, well, you know, people, that's their choice. They can wear their shirt like they want to. But if it's on your heart to let them know, hey, did you know that your shirt was backwards? Yes, I did know it was backwards. That's how I wanted it to be. Okay, I just wanted you to know that it was backwards. But we're not even doing that no more, half of us. We leave people to themselves. We pick and choose who we want to tell something. Well, you know, the brother in the back don't look like I need to go approach him and tell him his shirt on backwards. So I believe I'm going to send Lofton back there. And I'm going to let Lofton do it because she look more like that brother in the back. So I believe they can intertwine better than I can. So come here. But who did God say do it? Oh, I'm going somewhere today. We're doing things in the church out of order to appease family, to appease friends, to appease co-workers. But we're not pleasing God. We should rather obey God than obey man. Because when you truly accept him in your heart, nobody have to tell you. What to do or how to do it because the Holy Spirit is there as your God. The Holy Spirit is going to let you know, be quiet. That's not right to say. Study to be quiet. You hearing him, but yet you fading him out. Because you allowing that flesh to overrule what the Spirit is telling you to do. God has given us everything we need to live here on this earth.
the way we need to live, y'all. He has given us all the resources we need to represent him on this earth. He didn't leave us with nothing. He left us with the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit that's in you is going to bring forth love. It's going to bring forth peace. It's going to bring forth joy, meekness, goodness. It's going to bring forth long suffering. Whatever you need for whatever situation because you know you have fruit on the inside of you. You can love somebody without hating them because that's part of the fruit of the spirit. Even though they do you wrong, you can still show that love. Why? Because you're born of God and God is love. That's why I say the church is backwards. We got people in the church because they don't like me. I don't like them because they don't speak to me. I'm not speaking to them. We are backwards. They act like that towards me. I'm going to act like that towards them. We are backwards. They offended me, so I ain't messing with them no more. We are backwards. They got more than I got, and they asking me for something. We are backwards. That's jealousy. They don't let me do nothing. I ain't doing nothing. That's rejection. The church is backwards. You stay out of my business, I stay out of yours. This is my department. You don't tell me, I tell you. That's pride. The church is backwards. But we want to tell somebody else something. But we haven't gotten our house in order. We want to minister to a lot of people. We want to tell them, and this is what God say. But we go home and treat our mates any kind of way. That's backwards. Well, I can talk to you, pastor. I can talk to you, apostle. But I just can't talk to that rascal of mine. That's backwards. God will give you words where the enemy can't even reply. The more time you spend with God, the more you can reply in love. You can speak truth in love without bringing forth hate. The Bible says soft words, what? Turns away wrath. Grievous words stir up anger. You don't come at a person the way they're coming at you. You humbly submit yourself up under the mighty hands of God. And the Bible said that he will exalt you in due season. Do you know why we don't humbly submit ourselves under God's hand? Because we got some pride in us and we don't want to humble ourselves because we say they're wrong. So why should I stand here and take it? Because the Bible tells you, bless those who curse you. Love those who hate you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. So I'd rather do what the word of God says and put my feelings aside. But the thing is, no, you ain't doing me like that. You ain't treat me like that. You may done that one like that, but you ain't doing me like that. This is another day. But then we want to get up and we want to get on the phone and we want to talk Jesus to somebody. We want to tell them how good God is, but we haven't cleaned up our own mess. See, people need to start preaching 
what's going on around them. Instead of trying to keep the people, people need to be delivered, y'all. They're going to go to the same pattern because nobody want to get up and preach the truth. And then when you're preaching the truth, they say, oh, my Lord, sister so-and-so done told her what I said. (laughs) Have y'all ever heard of the gifts of the Spirit? Because if you hear about the gifts of the Spirit, let's go in the Bible and talk about it. When the disciples were saying stuff to themselves was not opening their mouth. Jesus was coming behind them and telling them exactly what they were saying. That was the gifts in operation. Jesus was given a word of knowledge what was presently taking place in front of him at that time. A calmly minded man cannot understand the things of God just like a naturally minded man. Why? Because they're in the flesh and not in the spirit. So when you're in the spirit on the Lord's day, it don't matter if they're in China talking about you. God is going to let you know China is talking about you. Because that's a loving father. The loving father that we have is going to let us know ahead of time what's going on. Let me tell you about a leader. God will let whoever he put to lead He will let the leader know what's for coming before it come to get it in place so stuff won't mm, 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 be out of place. So see, a good leader is going to come to you and say, we need to do this right here because it ain't getting done. The church is backwards. We got people sitting in leadership positions mad because somebody's telling you what to do, how to do it, because you ain't doing it full of pride. Stubborn. Backwards. Backwards. We own jobs that we in leadership, but don't know how to lead. We're leading in the way of the world instead of leading by who you are in him. By leading in love. Love covers a multitude of sins. Everybody ain't like you. But you got to show them him, show them his glory, and then his light will shine all around you. And then they will say, I know that had to be God. It couldn't have been you. The church is backwards. And we don't even realize it. You know why we don't realize it? Because we're used to the same thing. Just like the church. Was it Sardis we went over last week? They were dead, but yet they thought they were alive. If the Holy Spirit left, they would think he was still there because they were doing things not according to the spirit. See, when you do things not according to the spirit and you get into a routine of doing it and it's working, you think it's the spirit of God, but it's just your flesh. See, when God is in something, it was not about you. It's all about him. You're not looking for people to say, thank you. Oh, you've done a wonderful job because you know it wasn't you. It's good to thank people, but not put people before God. So see, when you look for people to applaud you, it's about you. Because you bring him forth him, not you. 
People supposed to see him being glorified, not you. You don't supposed to go into the word of God and pull something out and say, you know what? I'm going to hit him with my best shot. I'm going to hit him with what I see. You don't do that. You wait on the Lord and see what God wants you to bring. And that's what you bring. You don't bring nothing because you want to speak your heart. And your heart ain't connected to the heart of God. Your heart is connected to how you feel. We don't speak on our feelings. We speak according to revelation. You got so many that's so deep in their roots of how they was raised that they don't even honor God when God is bringing truth because that's what they believe. So they saying, this is what I always done. This is what I'm going to do. That's where they are. But when you open up your heart and you go back to God and say, this same thing is coming before me. So God help me because God, maybe it's me and not them. Show me what you want me to see. Show me, come on, that's humbling yourself before God. God, I don't want to be backwards no more. I don't want to be a part of isms and schisms. God, I want to be a part of who I am in you, not them. That's who I was. That's not who I want to be. I don't know about y'all. When something come out of my mouth or if I said something that I shouldn't have said, well, I should have said it, but it's the way I said it. Sometimes it ain't what you say. It's how you say it. That's how you lose people. Because you come at them the wrong way. You never come at a person and say, well, you don't know. How you know what they don't know? You come at a person in love and you bring the truth, but you don't make them look stupid. Because we think we know everything. Backwards. God take the foolish things. To conform the wise. And when you spend time with the loving father. See, when I spend time with him, I say, God, I want this to be about me. I want it to be about you. Because you know what you want from me. So God, show me what you want from me. Because sometimes we always go into God and being beggars. We backwards. God said, why are you begging me? I have given you everything you need to live the way you need to live. God said, all of your needs have been met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I have given you abundance and no lack. I am your shepherd and you shall not lack a one in any area. So why are you badgering me in that area when you know what I already done? Because you're backwards. See, the way God works is I don't look for something to be in my bank. I don't look for something to be in my billfold. I look to him who's the author and finisher of my faith. And if he say I can, I don't look to the money. I look to him because you said I can. So I got some crazy faith. So that's what I'm going to do. I ain't waiting for my money to change to get what God say belong to me. If me and my husband waited on our money to change to get the church, to get the house, to get the cause, we wouldn't have nothing. Because when I heard my father say, it's time for another building, I'd be like, well, God, I hear what you're saying. 
He says, time for another building. I'll go look. And said, so, where you want me to go, God? Now think about it, y'all. He had us in a place. Little house on the prairie. No rent. None of that. I could have ate that up. I could have robbed people blind. No rent, no nothing. Light bill. That, I could have robbed people blind and talking about, now you know you ain't paid. You're tired. You ain't paid this. and you. No, 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 no. He put us in that place for him to be glorified. And as we glorified him and I was getting settled in that place, I heard the spirit of the Lord say, not, not really hear him say, he laid me down and showed me a building. And I'm like, what you want to do with that? Cause I got comfortable. See, when you get comfortable, you become backwards. When you get comfortable, you become backwards because you're looking at how you're going to do it. That's backwards. Because God said, I know what you're in the need of. Thank you, Jesus. Before you even ask, everything about your life has already been written. Give us this day our daily bread. So I know what you need on this day. I have already provided it on this day. You are better than the birds. Don't you know that? So I said, okay, God, if you say it's time, then by faith, I'm going to go look for what you said. Didn't know where I was going, but I had to step out in faith, not in money because the money wasn't there. And I got two witnesses, my husband and Porter sitting over there. Money was not there, but let me back up a little. When we did get to Little House on the Perry, it was tore up from the flow up. That whole place was gutted out. And I got pictures of from the floor. It was gutted out. Everything was gutted out. And I said, God, how are we going to do this? Let me tell you how I was backwards. Well, I'm going to do like everybody else. I'm going to fry me up some chicken. I'm going to go to House of Rayford, get some chicken. I'm going to do these plates. And we're going to make us some money. And we're going to build this thing right. Backwards. We did that. I can see the flower going everywhere. Everybody had their station. We had help. Check this, y'all. We got it all done. We ready to get the carpet. And then I had the audacity to go buy red carpet backwards. You know why I bought red? That's what everybody was using, red. must be the blood, so I'm going to get me some blood. Got the red carpet. We thought we'd done something. Kind of patched up the roof. We thought we'd done something. Can I get two witnesses? Daddy, you know. <laughs> thought we'd done something. Backwards. That was me. So, when the storm came, wasn't too much of a storm, but it came. Went up in there, the carpet wet, because the roof still leaking. Backwards. So I remember this lady came and she came for Bible study and she talking the next thing she had the audacity. Now she ain't know nothing about that because I ain't telling nobody that some things you keep to yourself. You hear what I'm saying? Because you know, you didn't do what you should have done. So we sitting there and she's sitting there teaching and everything. She said, yeah, when you go out and do stuff ahead of God and you're fixing up stuff and then it's messed. I'm like, who told her about this church? God told her. So, af- 
after that teaching, I got before the Father. And I said, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for doing it your way, my way, and not doing it your way, backwards. Because, see, all the time God wanted me to trust him more than I was trusting me. First of all, me didn't have it. So God wanted me to come to him in prayer. That's how we're backwards. Because we don't go to God how we need to go to God. We go to everybody else to see what they're going to do. Then when they can't do, now we bow into God. So when I turned my heart, see, it's a heart thing, y'all. I turned my heart over to the Lord and I said, Lord, I don't know what to do, but you know my heart. Show me what to do. Y'all, this is no lie. God sent people from Ohio. This is how it happened. This gentleman was going around helping people with the churches and stuff. And I began to talk to this gentleman. He said, well, we don't know if we can help you because we're doing it for certain people. You got to meet these. I said, okay, no problem. All of a sudden the Lord touched that gentleman's heart, y'all. And he got it. He said, we got some people coming from Ohio. We got some coming from Alaska. We're going to see what, you know, we can do for you. Those people came over there and they saw the glory of God. They knew it was holy ground. They knew that God was on the premises. And I mean, they fixed that church because I had to let go and I had to let God see. I had to stop being backwards. Backwards mean you leaning more on yourself than you leaning on God. See, when you accept God, you moving forward in him. It ain't about you no more. God just used you as the instrument. See, just like a computer, you got things that's running in the back, but you got to work the computer from the front, right? So if things are working in the back, you know what we do? Something wrong with this computer. The only thing wrong with computers, you. Because that computer is working. The problem is you don't know how to work the computer. See, our problem is the reason why we so backwards is because we don't really know God. Because if we really know God, we will stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We won't be out here out of breath trying to borrow from Peter to pay Paul. We will say, God, you already know that this bill is due. And God, I believe that I'm in alignment with what you say. So what I'm going to do, God, I'm going to rest in you. I'm going to rest in what you said. I'm tired of being backwards. God, I want to move forward on the things of God. So God got that house in order. But then I got comfortable. Come on, you get comfortable. You got everything. You're so comfortable. And all of a sudden, before I got comfortable, God was raising me up, teaching me how faith works. Now we know that now faith is the substance, we hear this all the time, of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. So my faith is in the unseen, not in what I see. Unseen, I'm a spirit being. So we needed some equipment. We needed some equipment to go and, you know, the mics and all that. So the Lord told me, Radio Shack was our first stop. I didn't tell my husband anything. I said, just pull me in front of Radio Shack. Went in Radio Shack, and I'm hearing the spirit. He told me everything to get, but I backed off a little bit. I said, well, I ain't going to get the big dog. I'm going to get the in-between dog. But God told me to get whatever anyway. So I wrote a check. Do not. 
write no checks if you ain't hearing truly from the spirit of God. So I wrote the check and I told my husband to pull back up to the door and he wondered, how did you get all that? (laughs) By faith. Did what the Lord told me to do. Didn't know what was going to come in that Sunday. Only thing I had, y'all, was a word from the Lord. I preach, did everything God told me to do. I was determined, God, I want to follow you. I don't want to follow me. If you say do it, that's what I'm going to do. That's just how crazy I am. Crazy faith. Got the offering. That offering was exactly what was needed with some over to pay off the check I wrote for that equipment. Now you tell me that God ain't who he say he is. So let me give you a nugget. Get all of your nugget. If you waiting on you to get something done, just wait. Because it ain't going to happen. But if you trust in God and you're, you know, in communion with him, communicating with God, and God is giving you a word, stand on that word more than you standing on what you think. So we stayed in this place. We got comfortable in this place. Didn't want to leave this place. Didn't have no rent. So, hey, we want to stay in this place. God showed me another place. I'm talking about, I'm still talking about backwards. God said, okay, I want you to go look for, well, God, where you want me to go? Just go. I'm like, okay, where you want me to be? The burger area or this area, that area? Okay. Went. Remember the dream he showed me. I saw this older lady and she was outside and I saw this building. Y'all, the building across from China King. And the Lord was telling me about that building. He said, ask the lady. He showed me the dream, showed me signing the contract, showed me um, what to ask the lady and everything. So I went to her. She said, well, another church already been here. But then she said, well, let me ask you about your family. So I began to say, ask me about my family. So I began to tell about my family. I know your family. I know your grandfather. Da, 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 da. I said, well, praise the Lord. And then she said, I tell you what, I want to give you this building. And I said, well, it's one problem. And the place I'm in, that place got air. This place you got has no air in here. I cannot come in here with no air. Check this now. They said this woman would not upgrade nothing. They said, don't even bother her. She would not upgrade nothing. I left that with her by faith. Now I'm following God. Went back, waited on the lady. She called me back. She said, you know what? I'm going to let you have that building. And I said, well, I need that building, but I need the other building beside it for my office because we don't want to intertwine. We need that separate office there. She said, I'll give you that too. And matter of fact, I'm going to put you some air in that building. She said, that air is going to cost me between ten dollars and $15,000. She said, but I'm going to get it done for you. Y'all see the glory, but you don't really know the story with me and my husband. Everything we do, we do it by faith, trusting God and not in ourselves. We got in the building. Y'all, when I opened the door of that building, I said, Jesus, the Lord, the Christ. What in the world? Are we, how are we going to repair this building? And all of a sudden, the Lord gave me this. He said, do you remember 
how your life was tore up before you met me. It was just like you were dead. I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm going to take what's dead in here, what's tore up, and I'm going to bring it to life. I said, okay, God. So this is no lie. Y'all, he took a building that was tore up. He taught us how to be carpenters. He taught us how to tile floors. And I believe it was me and Evangelist Newton and Jennifer Porter. We got down there tiling that floor and had us a song. What was that song? Marching up design. We put the tile down and then marching up design. Got the tile down, did everything that we need to do. Um, Daddy, everybody was coming in to do the work in that place. Y'all, it was just a family affair. We was eating, I was cooking, making sure everybody was fed. And, you know, we were doing stuff unto the Lord. Got in the building thinking we was going to have service. We had to deal with the inspector. How many know when you deal with an inspector? They going to make sure. And this inspector was a hard inspector. He said, if this right here is not done, you will not have services. Okay. I didn't stop doing what we were doing. I looked up to God. I said, God, you said, you said, and you know, we need to be in here Sunday. So I'm going to leave it up to you. This man said, I'm going on vacation and I ain't going to be back to a following week. I said, okay. Guess what, y'all? Before that man went on vacation, Harold Alton touched me in my back. He said, Pastor, he signed off before he left. Do anybody serve the God I serve? Do we have anybody in here that really serve God? And the only thing I was doing was communicating with him, communicating my heart. God knew my heart for the people. You got to have a heart for the people and not yourself. You can't be selfish. Mm -mm. You can't be selfish. It got to be all about him. So when we got in the place, before we got, we still needed some carpet right up there in the middle. And it was going to cost us over a thousand dollars. I said, all right, God, we need some carpet. And you know, we need some carpet. Ain't no money up in here for no carpet. Guess what God did? He did it again. Touched somebody else's heart. And this gentleman said, I'll buy the carpet. Go pick it out. God don't leave nothing undone, y'all. Church is backwards. See, we're the church. And being the church, we walk by faith and not by sight. Because if somebody is sick... We got to lay hands on them and do what the word of God says before we say, take all of this <laughs> and you'll be healed. We're backwards. Oh, nobody don't want to hear that part. We don't start talking the way of the world. We talk God first. I'll give you an example. <laughs> and I told this many a times, but I'm moving according to the Holy Spirit. My grandfather, rest his soul, this man walked so much by faith, there was nothing too hard that God could do. And I watched him, and I know my daddy's seen more, but I know what God showed me. He showed me a grandfather who lived on faith. 
He walked by faith and not by sight. I watched this girl. I'm up to the dining room table, courting, sitting up there. This girl come in, fingers turned under. They toting her in the house looking for Reverend Arthur Walker. And I'm looking up at her and I'm like, oh my goodness, this girl, fingers turned under. He was back there in the um, living room. They brought her back there and set her beside him. And I'm hearing granddaddy just minister the word, telling her what the word is saying. But before he got into the word, the first thing he said, he said, I am not God. I'm just an instrument. See, he humbled himself right then. He was letting her know, I want you to look up to me. I want you to look up to him. He said, but if you take this word and believe the word that I'm bringing to you today, you will leave here walking. Y'all, I was hearing him just speak scripture. He didn't do nothing but quote, didn't do nothing but quote the word. And as he was quoting the word, you know, I looked down, I looked around. That girl had come out the living room, coming through the den. She was walking and I cut in front of her and ran out the house. I know what I saw. He wasn't backwards. He was according to truth. Backwards is the world. Moving forward is God. We don't do according to what the world do and settle for it. If I settled for what the world told me in each move for Miracle Temple, we would not be moved. We would be stagnated. If I settled because people would say it can't be done, then I would be like the world. I would be backwards. I would never settle. I say, God, man say no, but you say yes. So then when we had to move again, now mind you not, we never had rent. But now we have rent for those buildings. She gave us two for one. God let us stay there, I believe it was what, 15 months, maybe, 12 months. Stay there 12 months. Rent paid all the time on time. Isn't God good? I wasn't counting heads, y'all, worrying about, oh, we need this. I don't care if you got 50 head of people. If you only got two people giving, what's the use of 50 head? They just, they just there. So we stayed in there 12 months. Then God had the audacity to tell me it's time to move. I'm like, listen here, God, I, I don't know where we're going. This church right here been sitting here for years. And all of a sudden daddy would say, you know, go look at that church. You told me that a long time. I don't, don't want to go there. I don't want to go up in there. So then one day God said, go back, go back to that church. All of a sudden, we came back to the church, and guess what? God said, this is where I want you to be. So I said, okay, God. So, you know, you got to fill out for a loan to get it. We never filled out for a loan. And somebody told me who you're banking with. I told them who he was banking with. They won't even get nobody a bus. You can forget that. So that was my last resort because I heard them say, we went to a gentleman. I think Jennifer knew this gentleman. He was talking all nice and everything. He'll look out for us. And he asked me some questions. He said, uh, Miss Bryant, do you have a board? I said, who what? A who what? Where what? I said, yes. And we did. 
Well, if they don't have good credit, I'm not coming up there. I said, okay, thank you much. I got off the phone. I looked to the hills from which cometh my faith. I said, Lord, if you ain't the co-signer for me and my husband, nobody co-signing. Then we won't have no building because I ain't going on no board. Ain't no board going to dictate to me nothing. You going to dictate to me what you want. So if you don't co-sign on this loan, then we won't do nothing. Then God had the audacity to say, go back to the bank that you always dealt with. Remember this bank wouldn't give, give another church a van. Now, this is a big thing here. But I said, okay, God. So we had to get the paperwork together and we went to this accountant and y'all know her. she's part of the ministry I said this before Miss Adams she's part of the ministry she done the paperwork she was nice enough to hand it to me but she wasn't part of the ministry then and she said here I hope you know somebody at that bank <laughs> I said I do I know Jesus I took that paperwork got it home looked at it Holy Spirit told me, I want you to put this in here. I want you to put this in here. I want you to put that in there. So I did everything the Holy Spirit told me to do. Turned in the paperwork to the bank. So the Lord said, you're going to know. He, he gave me a dream, told me what was wrong with this church, told me that the loan was approved. The lady told me when I turned in the paper, she said, we so far behind. She said, it may be a week, maybe two weeks. We don't know. We're far behind. God gave me the dream, woke me up. Um, I called her Wednesday, took the papers Wednesday. He told me to call her Friday. I called her Friday and she said, Miss Brian, I'll check, but I want to ask you a question before I check. Who did your paperwork? Oh, Jesus. I messed up the paperwork. She said, I have never seen paperwork like this before. Oh, excellent. She said, hold on. Let me check. Now, we needed money before. They wanted us to have $20,000. What am I supposed to do? Hold on a minute. Let me check my bill for. <laughs> that was the first bank. When did this bank? She said, let me check. I know they ain't got it processed because I just turned it in. She come back to the phone. She said, Miss Bryant, your loan has been processed and your loan is approved. I said, well, what do we have to put down? She says, 100% for you. That ain't the end of it. When we got in this building, the very place that God showed me what was wrong with this building, I told my husband before we got in here, I said, that men's bathroom is something going on with the pipes. Was that true? Something was going on with the pipes. Let me tell you about my God. See, I'm sharing this with y'all because I don't want to be backwards. I can't walk with backwards folks. I can't let people walk beside me when God say, this is what we're going to do. And because you look at your money, you say, we can't do it. I ain't looking at your money. I'm looking at you to hold up our hands so we can move forward. And if God tell you to lay it down, lay it down. I don't want to be backwards. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't want to be backwards no more. <laughs> say, I want to move forward. See, I'm tired of walking backwards and tripping and falling out and waiting on somebody to pick me up. See, I want to move forward. See, even in my mess up, I can still move forward because I want to walk by faith and not by sight.
give God glory. God is awesome, y'all. You can't even wait on your mate. Thank God that God got my mate in order like Joseph. Because he got him to the place that he loved Folk County Electric, y'all. I don't care what storm came. He shut the door behind his family. He went to that storm. Left me in the house answering calls. When my lights coming on. When my, if I knew when your lights was coming on, mine be on, please. <laughs> oh, Fort County was his heart. Not that he didn't love his family, but he was going to Fort County. Now, I love the check when it came in. But one day, when my husband, see, I'm going to give y'all some nuggets, women. How is your mate that don't know God going to see God if you don't show him God? Mm. How is your mate that don't know God is going to be able to see God if you don't show him God? Only thing you're doing is hitting him over the head with scriptures. Live the life according to the scripture. Don't hate him because he don't love you. Love him. Don't do him wrong because he's doing you wrong. Do what the work. Come on, somebody. Because the more love you show him or her, it's going to draw him. Or it's going to drive him. You got to show him Jesus and not show him you. Even if you got to turn your back and ball up your lips. Ball them up, but the Holy Ghost is going to have you to straighten them out with a big fat smile. Backwards. Backwards. Can somebody say the church is Backwards. See, when you come in here on Sundays and when you come in here on Tuesdays, I'm supposed to take that backwards and turn it around so you can move forward. Anybody that's preaching to you and they still backwards, you don't need to listen to that teaching. Anybody that tell you it's okay to shut up, they are backwards. That's wrong. Any church that allowed the world to come in the church are backwards. Mm. Got some people frustrated, as Sister Nee say, frustrated. But see, when I'm out to do the will of God, I know people are going to hate me because they hated him. As long as you're telling the truth, people will hate you. But you shouldn't get upset over that. You should be glorifying God. When the disciples were beat, When they went through, they were still given joy. They was joyful. Why? Because they were hated because they knew they were doing a good work for the Lord. They left out with joy. So this is how I know the church is backwards. We spend too much time on what this one did or what that one did or how they should have done it. Instead of speaking the word of God over it. Instead of saying, God, this is what they're doing, but this is not what you created them to do. So I bind that in the name of Jesus. Backwards. 
Because you know why? I sat there and I said, God, why is the church so backwards? You know what God had a nerve to say? He said, because they're selfish. Because it's all about them. It ain't about me no more. It's all about how they want people to see them. See, I have learned this. I try that anything that I do, if it's not going to please God, or if it's not what God wants me to do, then I ain't doing it. Because I'm only bringing glory to myself. I don't care if somebody asks me to do something. And I'll give you an example. I'm still talking about being backwards. We had opportunities to be on big networks. They already said we could be on them. And that means I could be way out there. What was that network? Um, It wasn't TBN. It was the other one. The word. We could already be on the word, y'all. They already told us we can be on it and da 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 da. And we had people that was excited. Oh, we, uh uh. Because, see, if it was about me, I would have put me out there, but me wouldn't have done nothing but been in debt and been mad because I didn't have the money to pay the debt. So I said this I said, wait a minute. I said, if you can't be faithful over Fox and getting stuff out there with them, how you think you're going to be faithful over the word network? So no. You better know who you under because I'm not doing what I'm doing to be glorified for people to look up to me. I want people to see God through me. And if people don't see God through me, it's me that's doing the work and not him. So any leader in this place, whatever your hands find to do, you don't do it unto me. You do it unto the Lord. Because whatever the Lord has me to do and you take part in it, you doing it unto him. You're not doing it unto me nor my husband. You're doing it so God can be glorified, so God can get the glory, so they can see that God is in that place. It ain't about us. It's all about him. So every opportunity you get that people want you to open your mouth and decree and declare the word of God, you're not doing it for you. You're doing it because you want somebody to get what you're bringing from him so if you're doing something just to get you in the spotlight whatever it may be then it ain't gonna work but if you're doing it for him to say God I'm going for you not me then God's gonna be glorified you don't even give because you want people to know you gave something you give because you want God to be glorified Because you ain't going to get nothing from what you gave if God ain't being glorified through what you're doing. We're backwards. We don't want to be backwards. We want to take what God has put in our hands and let God be revealed through it. Because God need our help, y'all. 
This is why he gave us the fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit. This is why God has given us the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us in everything that we're doing for him. But we cannot do it without the word. It takes the word to do it, to fulfill, to carry out what need to be carried out. It has to be more than just a body. This body have to renew its mind according to the word of God to fulfill his plan and purpose on this earth. We don't just sing because we got a beautiful voice. We don't dance because we can move without snap, crackle, and pop. We don't want to do all that. We want to do it for his glory. And even when we got a little hesitation in our voice, when we saying, help me, Holy Spirit, he know how your heart is. And then you begin to ring out like an angel in the place. You begin to dance like David danced to the point that David danced out of his clothes because he loved the Lord so much. It ain't about me, y'all. It's all about him. In him we move, in him we live, in him we have our being. It ain't about what you think you know. I can be in this word day and night and it'll show me something different, but it's the same word. Because God will open up that word. He opens it up by where you are. He know the ones that want to be boastful when it comes to the word. He know the ones that want to be praised when it comes to the word. He know the ones that want to take the word to make people think that they're above everybody else. He knows those. But there ain't no anointment on that. God said, I ain't going to put nothing with that because that ain't me. That's you. Even though you speaking it, your heart ain't right. You bring in something that you meditated on and now you're so full of it. You want to let it out, but you're hurting people. Don't say I said nothing. That's your revelation. That ain't mine. When God give you something from the word of God, you ain't thinking about this one hurt me. That one hurt me. You just opening your mouth and God is filling it in love. Y'all, I didn't even got to the scriptures. But I'm going to go here. Because it's well needed. We having people out here that say they know God. But the life they're living is backwards. We got people out here that's doing stuff that ain't right in public. And they're Way of saying without saying is you can think what you want to think, but it's like you got to go with what is. Christian folk. They ain't apologizing. Because what they feel that they're doing is right. So by them being a pastor, by them being a song, whatever psalmstress and people watching them they're saying wow if they can do that then i can do it so how many souls are you losing and they think that they're safe because this is somebody you listen to and they sing well and they bring forth things well yeah way back when they probably did but this is what's happening to 
preachers and singers today, they start off small. So they're staying in their place. They're being faithful to God. But then as they grow, they begin to slowly get away from God. They begin to go backwards. And then they change who signed them first because they need to be signed by secular artists so they can get more money. It's about the money. It ain't about God no more. You say you singing unto God, but you not doing what God is telling you to do. And this is why we got to have ears to hear what we're hearing, whether or not it's God or not. It has gotten so with me. Now, I used to could go on YouTube and sometimes listen. Okay. But now I go on YouTube to listen to somebody and it makes me so angry. I don't even have to hear them. Just look at them. And it's like, uh-uh. But people look at me like, oh, you think you're the only one that can, you, you act like, you, any that I act like I'm so holy, I know the difference. And when God show you the difference, he'll show you ahead of time the difference. I remember it was this group that started out and everybody was saying how good they were. I ain't even going to call their name. And I remember saying, uh-uh, they're not right. It was revealed. They're not right. How do I know? And some people don't know. How do I know? And some people don't know. Oh, how do you know? And some people don't know. I, I had to correct that because I felt it in the room like people thinking I'm the only one that know. When you are in place with God, you don't accept any and everything. So this is why we have to be in tune with this word. And if you're in tune with his word, you're in tune with the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is only going to testify to the truth. So let me tell you what was happening in Jeremiah day. Y'all know Jeremiah was a mouthpiece for the Lord. Amen. He was speaking the word to the people. He was speaking on behalf of God. So go back to Jeremiah 7. And I'm going to stop as the Holy Spirit tell me to stop. If you feel like you don't want to listen to the rest, you are free to go. But I guarantee you, you need it. We don't want to miss the word because the word is what brings what? Life. And I don't know about y'all, but I want to have some life. So when we look at Jeremiah, if you go back to the beginning of Jeremiah, the seventh chapter, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah who enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. So look what God told Jeremiah. He was telling Jeremiah, go in the temple. I want you to go in the temple and I want you to proclaim. I want you to preach these words that I'm giving you. Y'all, I am in this house and I'm standing before you preaching and proclaiming what God has given me to give you. Now, when God sends a word, whether it's from me, whether it's from Sunday school or whether it's from Judah singing and in that song, you hearing God speak to you, then I advise you to take that word and say, God, your servant here, here I am. I hear you. So this is what Jeremiah was saying to them. He said in verse three, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways and your doings. 
and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Do not trust in these lying words saying the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. What was God saying to them? What was happening was these people were going to the temple for the wrong reason. They were going to the temple for safety, meaning that no matter what I do, as long as I get to this temple, I will be safe. I will not be destroyed. But God said, those are lying words. Just because you come into this temple, that don't mean that you're safe when you're out of alignment with me. Let me break it down. Just because you are born again. Just because you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and now you're the temple of God. That don't mean that you are safe if you are out of alignment with what God is telling you to do. So this is what they were doing. They were going to the temple, but then they begin to go to the temple. They begin to sacrifice to God in that temple. And God said, the sacrifices that you're doing, the burnt offering, you know, they, they don't supposed to eat that, right? God said, eat it because you can burn it all day long. But because you're not obeying my voice, it ain't doing you no good to burn it. Y'all better hear the spirit of the Lord this morning. Just because we come into these walls, just because we may sing, just because we're standing at the door, just because we're in the sound room, we're in the video booth, wherever we are, wherever our stations are, just because we're here. But if we're here and not obedient to the word of God, it's just like not being here. You're leaving a foothold for the enemy to come in with death. And it don't have to be spiritual death. It can be anything that takes you out of the will of God. So he's telling them, you're doing your burnt offerings, but you're not obedient to me. I have sent people time and time and time again to tell you what's going on. This is what God was telling Jeremiah to tell them, but you refuse to do it. It got to the point that they were taking the little children to go get the wood and then the the dads were burning the wood and then the mother was baking bread and they were serving it up to an idol. He said, you're doing these things. It's happening. We got the children serving up the idols, but yet we're coming in the house of God. Like nothing is wrong with it. Oh, let me go somewhere. We're the temple now that we're born again. This is God's body. It no longer belongs to you. The day you accept him as your Lord and as your savior, he said, I want you to make your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto me. This is your reasonable service. This is your act of worship. So everywhere you go, I go because I'm this, you're the temple. So God is in you. So every time you lie, you calling God a liar. This is what they were doing. They were doing things that they should not have done, but yet coming to the temple thinking it's okay. God said it's not okay. If we're going to live for him, we need to live for him. We don't need to be backwards. And the thing is, you don't leave out of here. We come into here to fellowship, to get the word, then go in your homes and let your children watch you do stuff opposite to what you were taught. Oh, my Lord Jesus. You don't come get the word and then go home and live like a heathen. 
You don't get the word and then go home and tell your children to break it down. You don't get the word and then go home and let your children play rap music in their room. But it's okay because it's not in the rest of the house. It's still the atmosphere. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You have to set the example and explain to them, now that I have accepted Jesus, yes, that's what I used to do. But let me tell you why I don't do it no more. Ooh. Backwards. Well, long as I do it and nobody don't see it. Backwards. He's in you. God sees it because you accept. Don't you know how you're mocking God? You're making God look like that. He is not what you're trying to do is serve two masters. I'm not quite satisfied with you, God. So I'm going to go out and taste and see worldly stuff. Come on. We all need to check ourselves. We all need to check to see what our hands is in. And just because you're married don't mean that you can have a hold down. What do I mean by a hold down? Watching all kind of stuff together to get it on. That's the ways of the world. Well, Whatever we do in our bedroom, the bed is undefiled. The married bed is undefiled. The Bible means by that not for you to have a hold down and stuff in that bed. It means that you don't bring adultery in that bed. Because you're married to one another. And it don't mean that you go in there and and do all kind of nasty stuff in your house because your atmosphere is polluted. When you come out of the world, you don't do like the world does. So you don't pick up what the world is doing just to be like Marvin Gaye. You don't listen to Marvin Gaye and Barry White and Teddy Pendergrass to say, oh, how I love you, baby. And that's what you get used to. Well, we in our own private room, but you saved. Got news for you. Teddy Pendergrass, Barry, who? White. They're going to come out of you right when you before people because you're going to be making your own tone. Whatever's in you, it's going to come out of you sooner than later. Join us with the Marriage and Singles Conference if you dare. Backwards. I want to ask you a question. If I come out of the world and doing what the world done, everybody know what they did in the world, right? Everybody know how they danced in the world. Everybody know what they were singing in the world. Everybody know what they was drinking in the world. Everybody know what they were smoking in the world. Everybody know what they was wearing and dressing in the world, looking provocative women. You got to show all two of them for somebody to see. Because if you one eyed it, they'll look, but they ain't going to look too long. So you got to open it up. You can't even watch TV now without a woman opening it. Got a thing on, but she got to open it up to show them ninnies. Now the church got to be like that. 
Yeah, people go, people go in the world to find styles and bring it into the church. The church. You got to be comfortable in your own skin. You can't be comfortable in somebody else's skin because they wear it don't mean you have to wear it. You wear what you're comfortable with. Now you got to pin yourself up to the neck. And even husbands sometimes want you to look like that. I looked at a picture. I'm looking at the woman walking with her husband. I said, what? What's what? Had on a jacket, but you can see a bra. And the husband holding her hand, walking proud. I wouldn't want a husband like that. That's the world way of doing. I would feel so humiliated. I would feel like I'm being sold for a price. I would say, honey, you trying to sell me? You trying to make some money? You didn't see how I left this house? That shows me a man that don't care. Because he want to look good and he want his woman to look good. And this is the way the world looks at you looking good. Women, the Holy Ghost will tell you. You don't have to ask nobody. The Holy Ghost will tell you. Take it off. That's not you. That's not who you represent. Take it off. So I'm telling y'all, the church have become backwards because we're watching too much of the ways of the world. Yes, we do live in the world and we don't want to be like the world. So we have to, on a daily basis, make sure that we're representing God well because the world, when they look at you, if you're looking at them like them, they're saying, why should I serve your God? Ain't no difference in us. The way you live, the way you talk is just like I talk the way I live. Come on. Some people say, well, you got to sound like that to reach them. Sound like what? What? You got to meet them where they are. I'm not dressing like no hoe. Or prostitute just to get somebody saved. The devil is a lie. And I'm not going in no club either. Not unless I got to go pull somebody out and leave. The church is backwards. This is what God was telling Jeremiah backwards. And the main thing behind them being backwards is the dictates of their evil hearts. The counsel, the imaginations that they were having in their hearts was wrong. So they were bringing all that in the temple thinking that they were safe because they were in the temple having their children, the husband, the family working together, having idols, burning their children, the Molech. And that was okay. He said, you know what's going to happen? All y'all that burnt them bones going to be amongst them bones. We do not bring our children and ourselves in the house of God and listen to the word of God and then go out and live any kind of way. I do not ever want my kids or my husband, my husband or my kids to tell me you preaching this, but in this house, you ain't living like you preaching. That would bring me really to my face, not my knees. Because they shouldn't have to tell me. 
Because the God I serve is going to let me know that didn't sound right. That don't look right. Change it. The church, y'all, is backwards. And we come in this house so we can be able to get the truth. So we can live. Do everybody know why you come in the house of God? To get truth. To fellowship. To be amongst believers, living the same thing, saying the same thing. But guess what? The devil is overtaking the church. And the reason being because we're saying what's right, what's wrong is right. It's backwards. And it shouldn't be that way. Remember when they come out of Egypt, God brought them out. He heard their cry. They cried unto him. And it was time for them to come out after 400 and some years. When God brought them out with a mighty hand, they got amongst the mixed multitude, brought some mixed multitude out with them. The mixed multitude started complaining about what they used to have in Egypt. Then the Israelites started complaining too. See, they come out of Egypt, but Egypt didn't come out of them. And this is why God had to keep those laws before them. God said, the land that I'm taking you into, when you get into that land, they have to see you living differently. They got to see that your wisdom and your understanding is differently from theirs to know that you don't serve the same God that they serve. See, people in the world shouldn't see us acting like the world because that means that we're serving Satan. We're not serving God. Either we're going to be for God or we're not going to be for God. You can't serve two masters. You can't scraddle the fence. You can't just do stuff just to get a laugh. You got to watch what being joking in a certain way is a sin. You got to even watch how you joke with people. It's a sin. See, when you're in the word of God, some things you may not know, but you're going to run across it when you begin to read and study. And you're going to begin to say, oh, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I didn't know. God, forgive me for acting that way. Y'all, I, I, I'm telling you, an honest God, true. If I have a thought, I know the Holy Spirit is bringing the thought to say, call him now, right now. Shut that door. Don't give the enemy a foothold on that. That was wrong. You shouldn't have said that. So we see. In Genesis 19, I'm speeding it up, 19, verse 17, y'all remember, that was when Lot, remember old Lot, Lot wanted to go to Sodom and Gomorrah because it looked good, just like the world. But Abraham, he stayed where God had him to stay, and it wasn't flourishing like that. But God, he knew God so well that he said, no matter where I am, I'm going to flourish. I'm going to have more than enough. Lot went over there and Abraham began to intercede for Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, for the people that was going to lose their lives. When the angels got over there, you know what happened? Um, It was men over there with men. And he said that he was going to do away with the city. So Lot was procrastinating. Read it. Lot was procrastinated to leave out of Sodom and Gomorrah. The angel had to literally take Lot's hand. Take his wife and his um, daughters out themselves. He said, you got to get out of here before we literally destroy this city. Now, he told him, you got to get out of here. Don't you know God is going to take you to a place of safety? Lot stopped them and begged them, let us go to Zor. God already had a place for Lot. Y'all know what happened in Zor? Incest happened in Zor. 
Lot chose that, but he got out. But guess what happened to his wife? Remember they said that the wife, when they, they bought him out, if you read it, they bought him out of the disaster, right? It was raining fire and brim, brimstones. You know when fire and brimstones is raining down and it gets you, you're going to turn to ash, right? Lot wife didn't turn around and look, she went back. People were looking at the destruction from afar off and they didn't die. Lot wife went back and that's why she turned into a pillar of salt. Because she was looking back on what she had. She went backwards instead of going forward. Why is God bringing this message in this house? Because we got some backward saints in this house. We got people that's coming into the house of the Lord, but it's still living like they used to live. God say, no, you got to turn. You got to repent. You got to turn from that. Either you're going to live for me or you're not. Living for God means that you don't compromise. You don't do what everybody else is doing because they're doing it. You don't know the time of the hour when Jesus is coming. And when your heart is totally for the Lord, you ain't going to do it. Period, Pooh. Paul said in Philippians 3, 13 and 14, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Look at that. Paul is pressing forward. That's what we should be doing. So God is saying today, the church is backwards. Church, it's time for us to move forward. It's time for us to stand for what God stands. And the reason why we got to do it, because the world is out there doing some things. That's not right. We have to be the example. We have to show them how God wants it to be in our marriages with our children, on our jobs, no matter where we are, we should be reflecting Christ. We should not try to be friends with our kids. We should be mothers and fathers, meaning that we don't try to be a teenager with our teenager because we didn't have teenage years. We want to show them how it's supposed to be. We want to show them what's right and what's wrong we don't want to have them in here praising the lord and then get in the car and then they got music about death and they just been in the midst of life you know people get so mad when you minister on these things because they think oh you think you better you think that we can't do this or we can't do that if you're born again no you can't point blank Your life has changed and there's supposed to be a different. You don't supposed to even be around people that's partying hardy. When they start partying hardy, then you start leaving, leaving. Because that's not your way of being. I don't care if it is family. You don't do that. I seen a preacher at a concert. Concert now, a worldly concert and feminine. Backwards. And then people put a lot of lights. What are you willing to give up for Christ? That's what we need to ask ourselves. Because you will get tried. 
It's time for the church to move forward. Everything that's not right in your life, you already know what it is. It's time to search yourself, ourselves, and say, Lord, search me and see if there's any evil way in me. I had to get this teaching out the way because God want to go a little bit further. Time is running out. People are still lost and acting like they saved. And I want people to know what's going to happen in the end times. There's going to be a rapture and there's going to be seven year tribulation. Three of those years, three and a half of those years are going to be worse than ever before. In this tribulation is where God is pouring out his wrath and it's coming. People are going to be running, trying to hide under rocks, but they can't even save them. Y'all, we are in a trying time right now and it's up to the people that are born again. To minister this good news and gospel to the unsaved. You plant some water, God will give the increase. It's not for you just to stay there and try to make them get saved. It's for you to go out and decree and declare what the word of God is saying. They have a choice whether they want to live or whether they want to die. That is not up to you. It is up to them. But you need to do your part. And how we do it, we live a life according to him and not according to the world. When we do something wrong, we go back and we correct that wrong to let them know I don't live like the world. I live like the kingdom of God. That's what we do. So let's get it right, church. Amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. And Father, I'm praying for those on this evening. That, Father, deep down in their heart, God, they want to please you. But, God, everything around them, God, is... Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.